0: Awesome. All right. Here we go. Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast for media featuring dragnesses female dinosaurs, and other saurians and scalies. I'm your host, Milanon and with me are my co-hosts, Math Machine, Angron, play and Lucky Eevee. And today, we are discussing 1959's Sleeping Beauty. Uh, so, let's yeah. get things started. Just, oh, oh, man. Man. So, Sleeping Beauty, if not the best of the oh, classic Disney movies, is certainly the most beautiful, I feel. Especially with how they do the background designs, and really just the character designs in general are so intricately uh, done. That it really makes it, uh, a creative vibe to it.
1: Oh, absolutely! This was the era where they were certainly uh, doing some more experimenting and trying new things.
0: I, have I mean, this movie was released in like nineteen fifty
1: 1950... fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! It was like before the nineteen sixties, like before the Dear God era, Flower era.
2: So yeah, that was before a lot of my favorite animations released actually.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I certainly remember a lot That's of good... Lot uh... of yeah, I certainly remember a lot of movies from that era. Uh, 101 Dalmatians is easily one of my fa- one of my favorites from that oh, era. Strange. I also remember Bedknobs oh, yeah, and Broomsticks.
0: But... Oh. It, it, continue. That's right. No, definitely. Yeah. You know, they're all great, but it's funny that 101 Dalmatians, that is kind of considered to be in a different era, and that Sleeping Beauty is kind of... Sens- yeah and Sleeping Beauty is kind of considered to be the end of, like, the classical era, from, like, all that, the way from Snow White to that, because it started that using the... That doesn't
1: sound
2: G-Rocks 100% correct. Design. Yeah, exactly.
0: I it's not my thing either, but it's mostly among, like, uh, animation historians that, and that, you know, that was the beginning of, like, say, the Silver Age for Disney rather than the Golden Age. I personally don't true. see it that way, but nope. then again, you know... I'm not one of those, yo know, animated <laughs> historians, so what would I know? I, I see personally it. see it uh, in a way.
3: Uh, the justification for it is that uh, Sleeping Beauty was the last uh, cell animated, uh, hand-drawn cell animated, sorry, and uh, 101 Donations began the Xerox process, where instead of actually inking the cells themselves, the machines did it for them.
1: Ah, uh, I yeah. see. I personally see, uh, I personally see, uh, personally see it different. Like, the classic era Disney goes from its debut of Snow White back in, like, uh, the 1900s and whatnot, all the way up to, uh, the Princess and the Frog, pretty much.
2: Yeah,
0: that, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable. Yeah, because, like, like yeah, you because know, classic is tyranny, like, you know? Days, let's of of
3: <laughs> I'm, I I view it pre-Renaissance, but it's it could be a generational thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. know,
0: definitely, definitely.
2: Oh, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. one of my favorites from that era, from like the Silver Age, had to, what considered is considered Silver Age, obviously is um. Call me weird, but uh, uh the Black Cauldron.
1: I under I understand that honestly. The, the black culture is a guilty pleasure for me. Like yeah. I get why a lot of people uh, don't like it, but like there's a lot of charm to it and potential. Like it really, really does do the bare minimum of being like a classic film. Also, exactly. the Frickin' horned king that yes. is arguably
0: oh, the first watching. That is the
1: first lich ever yes. in Disney
0: no joke definitely definitely that is just so amazing the yeah. reason,
2: there's a reason why he was part of that one attraction at a uh, disney japan oh wait what yeah there what? was this one attraction uh at walt disney world japan and walt disney world japan um where they had like a bunch of uh villains as part of the ride as part of the attraction and the horn king that was is... one of them
0: Rye, Rye, that I is heard. awesome
2: yeah, oh, I mean, it's honestly with the magic mirror from uh Snow White. Mm. Oh,
3: it's man. a darn shame that uh Katzenberg basically butchered that film. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a
1: shame, yeah, that's a shame. And the guy would later go on to do stuff like Father of the Pride, freaking Prince of Egypt, and other stuff. Basically, I think he did Shrek. Which
3: oh, like he is the head of DreamWorks, so yeah,
1: yeah oh, no, adds a freaking lutely. Lute. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> oh, one that right. we'll talk
0: now, about later. But uh, this is the reason why yeah. yeah, to Sleeping Beauty for a minute,
1: yeah, Sleeping that, Beauty.
0: Uh, one thing that's interesting is uh, all the different voice actors, because Walt definitely had a thing about reusing voice actors from his previous projects. Like Maleficent's voice actress, uh, she also was Lady Tremaine and Cinderella. And she also played, believe it or not, Madame Leota, the fortune teller, in the uh, Haunted Mansion ride, in the original uh, iteration of it. I believe that Sweet. it's been dubbed now. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, Flora was Verna Felton. She was in pretty much every Disney movie from Dumbo onwards. She was, uh, she was the Queen of Hearts in Alice in Wonderland. She was the Fairy Godmother in Cinderella. She, she, was, was, also the, she was also the she was also the elephant
1: bitch from Dumbo, like oh, yeah. head honcho
0: yeah, elephant too. bitch. That was her first role. Honestly, and, uh, she okay. also was like Wilma's mother on the Flintstones, and a whole bunch of fifties TV. Really. Oh <laughs> dang.
1: Okay. Quick tangent for a sec, but like I imagine, like the performer elephants from Dumbo kind of look uh, kind of look a little like uh, elderly strippers, like not completely <laughs> past their prime, but aged enough that they're like a fine wine, if you get what I mean. I mean, it's I know,
0: definitely definitely like yeah of like,
1: <laughs> someone get on that sort <laughs> of art sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: i'm oh, thinking about making an yeah, elephant character just... so <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> uh yeah, anyways, it's yeah it's crazy it's yeah, crazy yeah yeah but yeah the uh thing with cinder with uh sorry with sleeping beauty that really makes it stand out i feel is more than anything is the backgrounds the backgrounds are almost in a way you Holy could say shit. like stained yeah. glass or work of it art. It just really helps absolutely: serve the, the uh, fairy tale aspect of it. It was done by Evan Earl. And another name who worked on Sleeping Beauty, I believe, also as a background designer, was one Mr. Don Bluth. Yes, <laughs> one of Don his Blue. first animation oh. process, I believe.
1: And here I thought it was a small one that I just did. Huh, interesting. Well,
0: no, that was—I think—that was his first solo project, project. I think with man, himself. Well, um, still a very an good, good solo with project Disney, since I think uh, *Sleeping Beauty* onward. He mostly, I think, did backgrounds. I don't know if he did any characters up until around the time I think of *Robin Hood*. I do know that uh, he designed yeah. Elliot and Pete's dragon, so mm. that was—you de- can definitely see in his design. I I can honestly see it too
1: now that you mention it.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Yeah, with the whole like you know pear shape and body. Yeah, honestly
1: seeing Don honestly hearing that Don Bluth did Elliot, like classic Elliot, not the new one. It's like we don't talk about that one. Well it's yeah, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk
2: about Bruno. (laughs) Me and my folks Uh, folks uh, reference that a lot.
1: (laughs) Referencing oh, Disney might as well, do, <laughs> might yeah, as well do a yeah, little bit of the nuke. No, no, you know? But anyways, back to Sleeping Beauty. I also feel <laughs> that like oh man, like out of everything that they did, other than the background and uh some of the designs, I feel that they really did Maleficent really well. I see I saw the film oh. recently and I was very much surprised at what uh Disney eventually would do to butcher. The butcher Maleficent. Oh, no, no. Uh, we are uh... we
0: are going to talk about Maleficent more in other episodes with other appearances she's had in media In other <laughs> podcast episodes. We are not going to be discussing the live action remakes because no. number one no. and the first one, she doesn't even become a dragon. She lets Diablo do it.
1: Yeah, she lets the fucking Crow do James it. a James
0: Bond movie, and they had James Bond texting on his phone while he got like Jaws and Odd Job to be the secret agent and the second one, <laughs> they blow it even further by having her become a phoenix which is like, what the hell I mean, that's, you were so close and yeah, Wait, Malefic- which became a phoenix? It.
2: Maleficent, apparently
0: And the second one, which the oh, one that nobody saw don't
1: Yeah, saw that one. I didn't see it either and I don't blame anybody yeah, here. No, no. I,
0: I refuse to watch any of the live access stuff Give us it.
1: classic Maleficent, man
0: I did a better no, backstory for exactly.
1: Maleficent for crying out loud
0: no, I... no, definitely, definitely. But that's the thing too, it just it seems like Disney nowadays, they just cannot make any good villains. It's for like, the most you know, part. what they did in Strange World, there was this one part where they're playing a card game and the grandfather goes, you know, oh, I remember when they had, you know, villains in this and the kid goes, Oh, you know, there's no villains anymore. Wink wink and it's like
3: I I, it I really have a just big problem. with modern movies.
0: They have, like, this God, thing against really uh, no making actual villains.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. Like, the closest it really, we, really got nowadays, we got nowadays to an actual technical villain was uh, freaking uh, Senior Vespa from uh, Luca. And even and yeah, he was memorable. He, 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 he was memorable, but not nearly as charismatic as some of the other no, Disney villains. No, 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 no. Like, one of my favorite. You know, uh, and he Earth got boy. away
0: with it, too. Oh. That's the thing. Yeah. Jack if an old Disney, they would have had him get like you know crushed by an anchor or something oh yeah like, it's like he pulls honestly, a harpoon at him and he gets away with it
1: they did better villains in freaking Puss in Boots The Last Wish than oh, no, in no, definitely, yeah. definitely. Disney. That,
0: that is like a complete antithesis of everything with like what Disney's doing nowadays where oh the villainous generational trauma oh the yeah. villainous society it's like ah oh, mm. give me a break
1: I mean, that's not a bad idea, mind you, but oh, yeah. it's, no, no.
0: it's something that it gets shouldn't gets be off. used as a crutch. No, uh, it's like everything in moderation. I feel like they've taken that and they've beaten that concept into the ground so much that you are really sick of it. it yeah. like don't 2010s mm-hmm. with the whole twist of to the villain
2: now. will talk
0: a moderation. little bit more about modern yeah.
1: Disney once we get to the Riot episode, exactly, but... Yeah. Uh,
0: no, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. That's where we're going to talk about it more, but we'll see how briefly... Yeah. Uh, on it, Consider that little so taste
1: anyway, uh, to all y'all listening. Uh, we're going to do a uh, riot episode, yeah, we're going to be
0: tackling um, modern era so Disney, that's gonna be in the yeah, couple, much yeah. as I hate it. A couple of uh, weeks down the road for that one. But anyway, okay, getting yeah. back to uh, Sleeping Beauty, Oh the interesting yeah. thing about it is that Prince Philip, really, he gets kind of, uh, he kept... I'm sorry, tongue twisted here. He gets kind of, uh, Pushed in with the other Disney princes of the time, but he has a lot more characterization. He really arguably is the main character. Aurora is barely in the movie for, like, I think, you know, for the most part, yeah. 15, 20 minutes, basically. Yeah. And what's interesting is that a lot of his characterization was meant for the prince in Snow White. Oh. Now, a lot of the sequences planned with him. Like for example, the scene when uh, Maleficent taunts him and chains him up—that was going to be the Evil Queen doing that to the prince in Snow White. The reason yeah. they didn't do it in Snow White is number one, they ran out of budget, and number two, the rotoscoping was so ungodly, insanely expensive, and time-producing that they uh-huh. couldn't—they couldn't do it. So I yeah, decided do it. to keep it in their uh, back pocket for this one and I think it works out better here. It does. It's a yeah. the maleficent, Honestly, it also like, queen.
1: It also reminds me a little bit of Eugene/Flynn slash from Tangled. Like I oh, have yeah. at, I've read the original story of of uh, Rapunzel and yeah, it definitely has quite the interesting uh Yeah, yeah, twist definitely to that. like definitely
2: better than the original yeah. uh, Rapunzel story anyway, to be
1: honest. Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. They even did a freaking yeah, no, TV no, no, show. That's how good it yeah. was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it definitely, definitely worked out for the best. It probably is their, to be honest with you, it definitely is one of their better uh, 2010 era movies. I like it a lot better than Frozen in any case. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Frozen's still good. Yeah, but, I prefer uh, Frozen
1: 2 over Frozen, but I don't really hate either movie. I never saw it 2. Fair. No, movie. I'm not. Same but, like,
0: here, same here, but it is. Far better, I will say that much.
2: Didn't mm. see Frozen two, unfortunately.
0: Anyways.
2: Sorry, what? I yeah. yeah, I didn't see Frozen two. Oh
1: yeah, definitely give it a watch. It's yeah. definitely worth one watch, and the music is
0: far better than the first. I will say that. On, much. like uh, TV at a certain time, it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Oh yeah,
2: mm-hmm. uh, that's what Anyways. we were about. Uh,
3: Yeah, to go back to the um, uh, Sleeping Beauty uh, tandem yep. for a second, there was actually a third reason why. The prince didn't get much characterization uh as well. In, in Snow White? Uh, yeah, sorry, in yep. Snow White. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the animators actually weren't comfortable drawing men. All right.
4: <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <But real> well, <laughs> well, don't forget, he was more of a
0: well, don't forget that could come out wrong, but it definitely was also that he was more of a realistic human figure. Let's do it that way. That's why yeah. they did like the rotoscoping because you know that was probably the best way you could get to uh yeah. humans, which is yeah. interesting because, while, because while, uh, you know the Evil Queen looks incredible and amazing, I would go so far as to say the Fleischer's did better rotoscoping a couple of years later with Gulliver's Travels for how they did Gulliver in that movie. Oh, absolutely! If you yeah. haven't seen it? Yeah. See it! It's yeah. a fantastic yeah. movie. 1939's Gulliver's Travels. A lot of classic On the on yeah. the
1: topic of rotoscoping, it's very, very unique how uh pretty much all of Disney's classic films for the most part did a lot of live action. Like they even had like
0: live action models basically act out the scenes for the animators. I believe they started that with um Alice in Wonderland because there's oh, yeah. um, footage Absolutely. of Catherine Beaumont and Edward Jerry Kalona yeah. basically performing like the Mad Tea Party sequence. is yeah. actually like th- they would film the footage and then they would animate over it basically. And oh, absolutely. Animate over the vocal chords. Other
1: interesting it. tangent. I think the same person who did the Mad Hatter also voiced Wally Gator from the Hanna Barbera cartoons. I could be wrong on no, that. that. Was Don't an quote imitator. me on it. Sorry, what?
0: The Hanna Barbera character was an imitator of Edwin.
1: Ah, oh, that's a
0: shame. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Many celebrities in their uh career basically, yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, I need,
1: need to keep close to the mic, you're uh so- sort of fading a little yeah, bit. Yeah, me, me, yeah, you, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: All right, sorry about that. Is that better? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's
1: better. Yeah, way better. Yeah,
0: I'm using uh my laptop microphone, so that might be what happened with it, but that is, sorry, that but that is very true. Yep. Yeah, right. in any case. You know, so yeah, now like I say, uh, what Maleficent is, she basically is, for the most part, probably the most, if not probably the best known. She definitely is the most iconic dragoness. When you see like you know yes. dragoness references in media or like in other things, nine uh, times out of ten. Backing up a little bit. Is... You're backing Me up or... a little bit.
1: Me? Yeah. Yeah, you're backing up a little bit. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, it's better. Keep close to the mic.
0: Yeah, I'll to do that. Sorry, sorry. So mm-hmm. basically what I was saying is that Maleficent is definitely, if not the most iconic, she definitely is the most well-known of the Dragonesses. Basically when you see a reference to it in other types of media, nine times out of ten it's going to be based off of it. And it's for a good reason because even though we don't actually get to see the sequence outside of, you know, Flames covering her, it is amazing. Like she, Absolutely. like Dragon Maleficent is on screen, yeah. maybe five or so minutes, but she makes every second of that count, I, I mean, feel. I mean, she would I go- know that the animators actually based her more on a snake than they did like a... Actual dragon. They did Hold like on. a lizard, which you can definitely see with how she moves. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why
2: she's a boss in Kingdom Hearts, actually. Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. And, you know, she's made hundreds of other appearances, like, uh, in Disney's, uh, Fantasmic stage show. You know, they have, like, a oh, giant yes. animatronic... And oh, wait, I remember about that. that in a later episode,
1: she was also in anyway. the House of Villains.
0: Yeah, that's
2: what it was. That's another villains. episode
0: we're going to talk about. Yep, we're going to talk about that in another episode, and that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the interesting thing, too, about it is with the um, with the dragonus form, basically, is how... Unlike other ones and other different kinds of movies, she actually keeps her personality and she keeps basically uh, who she is because you can hear her maniacal laughter while she's a dragoness and she's snapping at him.
1: Yeah, the same thing can also be said for Narissa. Like, she she did the same thing for the most part, but also uh, still, like, kept her poise, her grace. Pretty much she's a dragon, but she's goddamn still... Evil and smart,
0: yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, basically, yeah, um, Norris is basically almost like a parody of Maleficent, and that's another episode we're definitely going to get to that. Absolutely, on on Enchanted, and that's going to be a lot of fun too. But the thing with uh, Maleficent that's also interesting is, and this just shows how uh, Disney of 1959 is so different than the Disney of today. When Maleficent gets stabbed by the sword of truth, she bleeds. She actually, if you go back and you watch it and you see her getting struck, she actually bleeds. While Wasn't she it is technically the sword. green blood? Oh, oh, no, it's red. If you oh. go back and watch it, it actually happens. Oh, dang. Uh, I know, I know. Then this was for like in 1959 and they got away with it. That's different. And the scream when she is stabbed, is actually a reused sound effect from Snow White when the evil queen falls off the cliff. She gets struck by lightning oh, and she falls off the cliff. I it's the same yeah. exact sound effect. Yep. <clears throat> and we use that to save time. And then when the smoke dissipates, her body is completely gone, so she could still be out there. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. yeah you so see alive. a brief
1: shadow showing that she t- very yeah.
0: well ha- may have survived. Yeah. Like. And yet yeah. the interesting thing is that Disney, and we're definitely going to talk about this in next time's episode, because that's going to be a direct-to-video movie. But basically, to kind of give a starter on it here, Disney had a very strange obsession from, like, the 90s to the mid-2000s with doing direct-to-video sequels to their animated movies. And yet, Sleeping Beauty never got one. Not only did it never get one, it was never even in consideration for one. Which is strange, because every other single animated property at one time was even going to get a sequel, even with Snow White. They were going to do a spin-off with the seven dwarves that was apparently going to take inspiration from Middle-earth. Whoa! Oh, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Snow White in Middle-earth, holy <laughs> crap! <laughs> no, they were going to do like that, and it was going to be about the seven dwarves. Uh, what happened was they pitched it to uh, John Lasseter when he took over, and he instantly had them all canceled. Well, fuck him.
1: Yeah. Sad thing is a lot of the direct to DVD films uh, they're, were they're not
0: good. They were made uh, on Only in budgets.
1: I will actively defend Bambi 2, Lion King 2, Lion King 1.5, technically, oh, yeah. Aladdin 3. And oh, is oh, classic. that, that I is the best one in my uh, opinion. One hundred and one Dalmatians three. One hundred and one Dalmatians two. Sorry, one hundred and one Dalmatians yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I personally think Bambi two is the better of oh, the yeah, uh, series. Exactly. It like it doesn't wow. detract from much, and it really adds to the adds to the first film. Absolutely. No, no definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and that's yeah, honestly why I why I like Bambi as a whole. It's like one of those franchises that. W- remains pure even with all the marketing, and whatnot, and like it's the most simple out of the bunch. But that's that's its biggest strength. It's simple, like it's it's honestly pretty endearing, and also oh, no, this definitely was-
0: definitely it has an innocence that is kind of a uh, lost today, even with like you know the modern Disney movies and yeah. uh, basically modern yeah. media in general. It seems like this sort of innocence is is lost, and you know it's a shame.
3: Unfortunately, uh, I think a bit of a side effect of that is because of just popular demand at large. When... Well, no,
0: no, obviously, obviously, you know, that's the, you know, supply and demand, basically. Yeah. Uh,
3: Another movie that did something akin to that would have been Good Dinosaur, I would say. Um, and no. Yeah, Good Dinosaur
0: that. is definitely on the list of episodes we're going to talk about. It's definitely going to be later down the line, <laughs> but that movie... The problem with Good Dinosaur, just to give a brief little tangent on it, the problem with Good Dinosaur is that it really, they had no idea what they wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. That they, they were rewriting the script while they were working on it. They literally were trying to fly at this blind, and I'm sorry, it's, it's a mess. The backgrounds are beautiful, but the character designs are just so out of place with these beautiful photorealistic backgrounds. It's not like Dinosaur, Dinosaur from uh, 2000, where it was Absolutely. designed to fit in the world. The ones some good Dinosaur are like if you animated Gumby over these beautiful photorealistic landscapes. It just doesn't work for me because of that. And, On you know, its own, it isn't, isn't a bad idea, well. but like...
1: Yeah, it can be a little... Yeah... Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: Definitely yeah. with like the pseudo western, but not really tone. Yeah, it it like, really doesn't work. But that's definitely for that episode. It definitely
2: yeah, worked better, it works better. It works better with up. Honestly, the cartoony uh, character design mixed with photorealistic realistic backgrounds. It worked better with up.
0: No, no, definitely, definitely. It, it was like it was trying to repeat the success without knowing what made it work. And yeah, they
2: completely there. didn't know what it what what worked with it. Yeah. Back to what we were talking yeah.
0: about. Though. Yeah, um, Malefic- yeah. Maleficent. Yeah, back to
1: Maleficent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yo, keep going on tangents here, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, uh, it's cool. Uh, we all go on so tangents too. It, you know, <laughs> anyways, Maleficent.
1: But- <laughs>
0: yeah, she has had a surprisingly uh, surprising amount of appearances in different media like she showed up as a villain in the little mermaid television show she showed up in the timon and pumba television show she has made a lot of cameos and little appearances at disneyland paris they have not only an animatronic maleficent in the parade that's not in a steampunk style they actually have an attraction where you can go under a sleeping beauty's castle and you see a sleeping dragon there I don't know if it's ever been explicitly said to be maleficent, but it definitely is plausible. They've never denied it either. I believe.
2: I yeah. may need to see that one I mean, these days because that sounds awesome. Yeah, me too.
0: She yeah, also yeah, has
1: yeah, a lot of art on the uh, Dragon Ball, the oh. uh, Disney, well, yeah, of, of course, dragons, basically uh,
0: the
2: art of Disney dragons. Oh boy.
0: Yeah, and of course merchandise. Okay. You know, she's easily also the most merchandised of the dragons out there. Oh heck, yeah! Even
1: more so. <clears throat> Even more so than Nessie and freaking reluctant dragon. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, holy yeah. crap! We're definitely gonna talk about more about Nessie on that episode. Uh, but yeah, um, it definitely shows that she's definitely the most iconic of the dragonesses, and that's why this is definitely the why. 100% this is going to be the first episode because I figured, you know, we might as well start the most iconic one and go from there. And the other interesting thing about the movie as well, I think a lot of people don't realize because of the whole stupid Disney princess branding. I don't know if you remember this, but they Disney had a serious push and they still do, not to the extent as they did in the 2000s and the early 2010s, but they really Really tried pushing the Disney princesses as their own sort of, I guess, Barbie esque brand. You could call it.
4: Yeah, they dear had, lord. They had
0: directed yep. video movies. They had like uh, you know all the different merchandise and that. And yet, it's ironic because Sleeping Beauty is probably one of the more, I don't want to say boy centric because that gets into a whole mess of uh, you know uh, stuff here that we did not want to get into. This whole stupid you know. Conversation. Yeah. But it definitely has a lot that appeals to boys as well as girls. And I feel it's like Disney intentionally muddied the waters that way by making people think that, you know, oh, it's just, you know, a it's girl. It's another person. girl. It's movie. Not, it Yeah, is, it is very it much. Yeah, it very much has a fine balance, fine balance between uh, masculine oh, and Oh,
2: definitely, femininity. definitely. Yeah. I it definitely don't know some if really,
0: there's... really good comedy in it as well oh, yeah. i mean the whole like pink versus blue debate <laughs> is just hysterical the one yeah, line that has always some very iconic
1: me, moments very yeah. iconic moments that definitely definitely
0: I the can one definitely line say. that always kills me when i'm watching this when i watch it is you know prince philip saddles on his horse and he says father you must be a modern man after all we are living in the 14th century." <laughs> I just I love that. It's just something about the way it's Plums. written. It just just works on so many <laughs> levels. And of course, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention probably one of the best reasons why old Disney really was just amazing was that the scene with Brent with the two kings discussing their upcoming wedding, and then there's the running gag of the loot player just getting absolutely hammered. I mean oh, that is just yeah. hilarious when he's under the table. He's just He's sleeping. He's got the lute on his head and the strings. He's going up and down. I mean, that is just hysterical, oh, right there. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, really,
1: oh really absolutely. Well I mean, pretty much. I think a lot of the uh, musicians. I think a lot of the musicians in uh, Disney get pretty <laughs> damn butchered. no, no definitely, part. definitely. Oh yeah, I I especially <laughs> remember Tangled a because a
0: running <laughs> Yeah,
1: I especially remember Tangled because it because like one of the uh, ruffians that, who, like, began, who began the song uh, threw an axe over one of the accordion players' head, he's just like,
4: oh, okay, okay. God. <laughs>
3: God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then <there's> <laughs> Mine
1: is the,
3: uh, the piano playing Mouse from Great Mouse Oh, Detective. yeah. Oh, that
1: Holy too, that shit. too. I
0: re- also, dear yeah. God, that entire scene from Mouse Yeah, Detective. yeah, that too is another great moment
1: also the octopus i think, I think uh, He was yeah, a
0: yeah, and, um, That too
2: that too uh, and yeah like with the with the music players like the minstrels from a uh, from assassin's creed 2 <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
2: Basically wasn't That reminded so. me of that like <laughs> they get they get the shaft honestly
0: <laughs> oh yeah no definitely definitely <laughs> But yeah, I believe that um, unlike what happened with some of the other um, Disney voice actors, and believe it or not, I believe she is still alive. And so, you know, God bless her. Mary Costa has, her only role has been in Sleeping Beauty. She was an opera singer and a model who I believe, let say Sleeping Beauty was the only time she did her uh, an acting role, and unlike what happened with Catherine Beaumont, who was the voice of Alice and Wendy, and who actually mm-hmm. reprised the roles more than 60 years later for, like, House of Mouse and Kingdom Hearts, which, alone, is just incredible. It is. Oh, Mary Costa yeah. seems to have never done that. She seems to have retired to the public life, and God bless her for Absolutely. it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, God mm-hmm. bless her.
0: Yeah, she's... But you yeah, can really a- tell that her voice... She she has a voice that can really just you know, blow you away with, and Disney never reused her. And it is that's so strange.
4: Yeah, that's a shame. Because, like, you know, she would
0: have really killed it. Definitely. Definitely. A lot really of the actors who played the uh, main characters <laughs> of Disney movies, it's funny that a lot of them never really worked for the studio again. And I'm talking about like the main main characters, like the actor who played Tramp in Lady and the Tramp. We know nothing about him. If you look at his Wikipedia page, Lady and the Tramp was like the only thing this guy really did. Mm-hmm. But yet, that also brings me to another point that the voice actress who played Lady, not the singing voice because that was Peggy Lee, but the, uh, the voice,
2: the, but the acting voice,
0: yeah. voice also played Meriwether in Sleeping Beauty. Cool. And she also <clears throat> played Kanga and Winnie the Pooh. And again, it was another one of these... Uh, one of these instances where Walt Disney really liked a voice actress so he decided to keep putting her in projects all
4: right yep yeah
3: yeah that was a thing back in the early days of uh animation and film is that they used voice actors and voice oh, no, actors no, definitely definitely
0: you notice it they definitely had a a stable of voice actors and they kept, um, they kept putting him in because they figured, hey, you know, what isn't broke, you know, you know don't if fix ain't broke, it. broke, don't of, fix you know. it. Oh, absolutely. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, man.
0: That's why <sighs> you hear like a Sterling Holloway in so many Disney movies. Interestingly enough, he is not in Sleeping Beauty.
1: Which this is surprising man.
0: because he was in pretty much every single animated piece of media Disney did from Dumbo until... I believe the last one was "The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh," so that's over. That's over thirty years worth of work right there for the same company, which is incredible. It is incredible.
3: Also, why you had Phil uh, Harris, seeing three movies in a row, uh, though part of that. Yeah, you was, had uh, you
0: know,
3: Jungle Book was the last one. Yeah, Balloon, that did, Thomas uh, O'Malley, and Little John. Like, let's just keep doing what uh, what uh, Walt did.
0: Yeah, what works. And, and in, in a way, it does work.
4: Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It does work. Yeah.
0: Mm. Also
1: reminds
0: yeah,
1: uh, me a little... <laughs> oh, a yeah, I the notes. Give me a second
0: here. So, um, what would you say is your favorite classic era Disney movie or classic era Disney? Movie? Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like right. definitely, from like like Robin Hood Hugs and Sleeping Beauty.
1: Uh, yeah, like Robin Hood, Dumbo, and uh, One Hundred and One Dalmatians are certainly up there. Same with, uh, same with Sleeping Beauty and uh, a few other classic Disney films.
0: But uh,
1: yeah, Bambi is the go-to classic Disney film. Yeah. Oh, no,
0: no, definitely, definitely. It definitely has such an appeal to it. Uh, It is definitely, you know, worth watching again and again. You know, all all of them basically are. But for me, my own personal answer would definitely have to be Fantasia. Fantasia. I feel like Fantasia is not only the best Disney movie, it is the best animated movie, period. No one has and no one likely ever will top it. And this is all animation, God, period. Mountain. I feel like Fantasia is on such another level that when I like rank Disney movies, I have to put Fantasia in a separate bracket because it would just wreck would, the rest of would. the competition. But for me, for like the classic era from Snow White to Sleeping Beauty, I would have to say my favorite would be Pinocchio.
1: Mmm. Nice. I can see you know, outside why. Outside I mean... of
0: Fantasia. Because it really, it is such a massive improvement from Snow White. Now that Snow White is bad, Snow White is. is a fantastic, fantastic movie. But Pinocchio takes everything that Snow White did right and it multiplies it twentyfold. Like oh, heck the yeah. shot of the shot of Geppetto's village when everybody's going down to school, going down to school. The sweeping shots of the village. That is just mind blowing, and that is almost you got to figure that is almost ninety years this old. Was-
1: Oh Dude, heck that yeah! Is impressive. At this the point. and they are
0: Rocky. really, really so.
1: Interesting thing about Pinocchio: it also has one of the most darkest implications, like one of the most darkest endings ever. Oh Not no, for Pinocchio! No, I mean, yeah,
0: but for coach the entirety gets away with of Pleasure oh, Island. Oh yep, like, Pleasure Island. Miois keeps running. The coachman yeah. got away with it. Honest John and Gideon gets away with it's it. A movie it oh, about yeah. reality, honestly. It oh heck yeah! Is. It definitely is. You know, more more of a philosophical Disney movie, you could say, with uh Pinocchio. And the other thing too, it really just bugs me with the live action remake yeah, because of it, and, because you have to have Stromboli get punished because you can't have ambigu you can't have like a ambiguous ambiguity. fakes no, for you the villains You, know, you need like to know
2: what happened to them now, and it's, it's sad, honestly.
1: It's like I mean, you know, it's not a bad idea, but like
0: that's part of
1: the fun sometimes—the ambiguity yeah. of it—and
0: and also, I feel my my problem with it is it just fundamentally misses the point of the original. Which again, you could make the case for all exactly. the live action remakes—they all it's... miss the points of the original because they're ways they're. To me, it's almost like money laundering. It's like you know, way, cheap ways to make money you know, it's like, you know, with the Lion King remake, let's not take everything that's, you know, good and wonderful about the animation, let's make them all photorealistic and harder to get behind.
1: I wouldn't have a problem with that if they actually made the faces more animated and more emotive, but they're
0: not. Real animals. That's the problem. Then you would get into the uncanny valley thing where you'd have, you know, cartoony faces on a realistic body. That's Creates kind of like an uncanny valley kind of deal. Uh, I've never heard of but... with like Polar Express or any of those movies, but it feels like to me the live-action remakes really tiptoe up there, especially with stuff like The Lion King and The yeah. Jungle Book. It really tiptoes up to that uncanny valley yeah. vibe to me.
1: Would you rather have something like that, or would you have something like Happy Feet, where the where the expressions are still emotive, you can actually see them actually feeling something and acting? Or and actually have it be entertaining. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, Thompson. And that movie—you gotta figure that movie was made in 2006, and it still absolutely wrecks everything of the live-action remakes because it created realistic-looking animals while still making them expressive, which is something that a billion-dollar corporation like Disney has yet to be able to do. And I, I think that's amazing.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
3: It's because they weren't trying for extreme photorealism in the first place. That that's the major issue. That a lot of yeah, no, that's definitely a
2: factor for it. Let me tell you another thing that disappointed me about the Pinocchio remake. It was made by Robert Zemeckis.
0: Oh, that that is such a shame. And like I say, America, I like his uh, animated movies. I mean, Polar Express, I will say, is one of the more underrated the uh, Christmas, Christmas movies, movies out there. Heck yeah. I liked Beowulf. Oh, heck yeah. I, I even liked uh, the Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. I didn't like oh, yeah. Mars, Mo- Mars Needs Moms. That is Mars just a Okay,
4: I it's so, underrated, but I, I feel like the
0: Pinocchio it. remake. It is just it like I say, it really just misses the point of the original, and the part that. Really gets under my skin is the part with the clocks. In the original Pinocchio, all of the clocks are like lovingly animated, and they're like you know cute little one-off gags. Like one is a hunter hunting a bird. One is you know two people kissing. One is you know a little boy getting spanked because he you know spilled paint all over a place. But in the remake, it's all references, all references to other Disney properties. Like one of it's Snow White. One of them is, you know, believe it or not, Aurora. One of them is Woody from Woody's Roundup. One of them is Roger Rabbit and Jessica. And it's like, okay, how does a 18th, 19th century Italian wood carver know any uh, of this? It doesn't even make sense in universe. It's just you trying to get your little references out for the, uh, the social media blogs and whatnot. Bait. Movie got exactly, exactly. Hard it's exactly like with a, uh, it's like with regard. a lot
2: of uh, a lot of uh, episodes of Modern SpongeBob. Oh yeah,
0: no, uh, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, you can definitely okay. go too far with the whole nostalgia baiting thing, and I feel like the Pinocchio remake definitely did that. Yeah. So, uh, defense your, the- um,
1: slight defense in uh, favor of one, one Modern Era SpongeBob episode. It was one where they're all robots. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, it's not too
0: memorable.
1: Now, that yes, one worked. That
0: one, I feel, worked out. But as a one-off, yeah. it would be okay. But when you do it all the time, it kind of loses some karma. So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what are your guys' uh, favorite classic-era Disney movies? And this is from, like, Snow White oh, absolutely, Beauty, Robin Hood, yeah.
1: Oh
2: yeah, like, <laughs> that's, that's I, definitely I, uh, I had the VHS when I was a kid, and I would just, would absolutely play that almost all the time, because I, I, I loved
0: it. Oh, yeah. me too, me too. It definitely, that and uh, Sword in the Stone oh, was yeah. one of my favorites, and that is yeah. going to be another episode, of course. It's that's nonsensical, but... those nice. definitely were ones that were on repeat all the time. I, I would... Yeah. What about
1: you,
3: Matt? I'm actually gonna give uh three different definitions for this. Uh if we're talking uh purest definition of classical Disney, uh all the way up to uh, Sleeping Beauty, uh I would say Fantasia. If we're talking anything from about pre-eighties, like the pre-dark age, I would say uh Robin Hood. And then if we're going all the way to before the Renaissance,
2: the Mouse Detective, Detective is another good one that I would watch.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely is a classic. I mean, you got got Vincent Price in there. That'll yeah, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. On that note, on that note, uh, technically, I would also consider "The Reluctant Dragon" as a classical Disney film, but only just barely because it's a short film. Yeah, like I love it. It's fun. The Reluctant Dragon is such a
0: oh no, it's it's really it's adorable. I mean, he. He is such a great character. I feel like the thing is, it often gets lumped into the package films. Like, say, Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Melody Time, Make My Music, Saludos Amigos, those ones. That. Oh yeah, Saludos Amigos, that and recovery girls, girls, I, is another I good one. love those films. Oh yeah. Oh, they're amazing. So, I There's love all the package films. Size. I feel like they are incredibly underrated, and it really bugs me that no one seems to talk about it. I mean, Ichabod and Mr. Toad is definitely in my top, maybe even top 10 Disney movies. I really think that's just a fantastic one.
1: Yeah. The issue <laughs> oh, is, man. That really, the if I'm going to be realistic shorts,
0: you know, with you know, Disney well. in general, yeah, we'll talk more about you know in the uh, Raya and the Last Dragon episode. But if you want uh, my realistic opinion on Disney, I feel like they only have two movies I would call outright bad. And one would be Chicken Little, which. I felt uh, it had potential. It it could have been good, but they really were just chasing, trying to be Shrek, and they just fell on their face. And it it really is an embarrassment. It uh, is. The games were
1: better.
2: So the games were cynical, way better. No, let's really be honest. I yeah, no, like, no,
0: definitely. I honestly have been the movie.
2: The, uh, I honestly like Chicken Little, but I think it's because I remember the the game more than the movie.
1: I like the games. The movie's all right, but oh, yeah, the games yeah. are way better. Even the freaking uh, Ace McClu- even the McCluck oh, spin off game was better.
0: It like, holy crap. got the old cast together for that. Nostalgia for another experience can make something seem better. But the second one that I would call outright bad, and I'm going to be honest, it is probably my least favorite Disney movie is really great the that a bad movie. I feel like yeah. that is just so shamelessly naked of a of an advertisement. It's not even I, a movie to me. It is just shamelessly an advertisement and a really self-congratulatory session for Disney that it it, it almost is um, pathetic.
1: It's nowhere near as bad as Chicken no. Little, but I Personally, feel that, like, yeah, I, I definitely saw it. it. They were really, really milking out all the stuff that a, they could out of that movie. And Ralph, in the worst internet, it feels sometimes. like they
2: forgot I, what made Ralph. Well, Ralph. It's like.
1: Yeah, they forgot what made Wreck It Ralph so freaking good. Yeah, it's a video like, game of course, movie. Of course, of a, a video game. Exactly. How do you
0: there's screw there's up that Yes. They completely missed the, the point way. with it. I, what really, what a wreck Ralph sequel should have been, and this is so obvious, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say it. It should have been it based have. on console gaming. With the whole oh, yeah. Ralph is Donkey Kong thing, make the Wreck-It Ralph arc, uh, console game like yes. Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong make it like a hero Ralph. And like arcade villain Ralph has to like, you know, come to terms with the fact that Okay, in the arcades, he's a bad guy, but he's at the, home he's a hero. Loves. How do you reconcile yeah. those two sides of you? Donkey Kong sixty four type of thing yeah. as well. Exactly oh yeah, like that too. You yeah. could have done something like that. You could have had him or even or even like something like you know Mario versus Donkey Kong, like a yeah. handheld thing or something like that. But just to make it into the internet with all the real life, you know, internet websites appearing and the product placement and that. Yeah. It's just pathetic. And hey, yeah, that's pretty sad. They could have made a reference to yeah. yeah.
2: Fix-It Felix that uh, he became a a platformer like with Super Mario Brothers.
0: Or like, yeah, like, yeah, like you keep the Mario references? Yeah. Make him like Mario. Yep. And Gosh. that's another thing, Doug. Yeah. Disney promised that Mario would be in the sequel, and it didn't happen because Illumination was making their movie. No, nope.
2: and uh, I'm honestly looking forward to that movie as well, so... Oh, heck
0: yeah. Oh, no, me too, looking. me too. It is... it is way, way outdone my expectations for how that thing looks. That looks amazing.
1: Yeah, they're really... They're really putting
0: in for the... Everyone, they're man. really
1: putting in the bits. They really are. Oh, no, are.
0: no, definitely. I mean, when you reference... Stuff like the Penguins from Super Mario 64. Oh, you win. win yes. You won me and over they, they, with that, basically.
1: If you reference the freaking yeah. Yoshis, you've won me over, <laughs> and, man. And the fact that they have They <laughs> had... had that's true, that's
2: true. I was playing <laughs> by Jack Black. I was like, I didn't expect that. And it works so well.
4: Yeah, it
1: works. A lot. I am still a little on the fence of as Chris Kras oh. Mario, but... He's he's winning me over. A I keep
2: complaining about it. He's,
1: he's really
0: trying. Right, saying here, same yeah, well, he, he yes. is putting yes. in the effort. Give I will him, give him give that. him
2: credit. He's actually he's actually trying his best.
0: I'm still going. Yeah, exactly, in. exactly. Uh, so I feel like myself. if this comes out good, then Disney will be the low man on the totem pole with studio yeah. animation at this and, point.
1: Oh, heck yeah.
0: Because nothing it seems like they're making nowadays is, it seems like they're in a rut again. Kind of like how they were in the 2000s. Oh, yeah. Even though these movies were good, they weren't doing good financially. They were not they were doing mediocre were, with yeah. critics. And they just seemed stuck in a rut until the 2010s came around. And I feel like the same thing is going to happen now. And Like by, say, 2030 we're going to see it we're going to see, like, maybe another renaissance. A renaissance from yes, the renaissance, exactly. if you will. We'll see,
4: yeah.
1: We'll mm-hmm. see.
0: Yeah, so anyways...
1: Yeah. So we've heard from Fado yeah, exactly. that his is Robin Hood. We've heard from Math Machine, three different examples, one of which being Robin Hood as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ludd's is Fantasia or <laughs> Pinocchio, depending on what mood he's in. Uh, what about you, Evie? What's your favorite classic movie?
0: Simply put, I don't have one.
2: <laughs> Pardon. Yeah. You haven't seen I, you really, really seen don't. any
1: of the classic movies, oh. have you?
0: Oh, really, huh?
1: Nope. Not even from, uh, like, not even all the way to Princess and the Frog? Like, well, let's say not willingly.
2: I've seen bits of Hercules when I really was... You really need to uh, see that. You really need to see that movie, movie. Yeah
0: i see i see yeah, so hercules I is heard a, heard a good film it's underrated hercules and is good hercules is a good one yeah oh that's yeah a lot it's a of good fun place. moments you know, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of unique animation definitely definitely takes liberty with greek I, mythology i'm not gonna say it's not the movie you know, that made yeah. me you know oh, in
2: love with greek mythology. The, the real
0: greek mythology is not I for that, children let's put it that I think way hercules Even was I, the I, reason I,
2: why i fell it, in love with greek mythology to be honest the, that mm. could be another topic, actually. You
1: know, with the Hydra, actually. Yeah, that very
0: well could be. I'll have uh, to consider it. You know, I'll consider putting it on the list. Oh Hades yeah, somewhere down the line.
1: Interesting uh, fact about uh, uh, involving Hercules. Apparently, James Wood to continues to Hades. this day yes, to even do the, uh, Hades. He he Hades.
0: He loves Hades. He will voice Hades. He says he anytime, Hades. anywhere. He I'm made voice character. him for a... absolutely made the
2: character. Show. He is one of my awesome. favorite villains
0: of all time. Period. He really fell in love with the character, and he just wants to keep on basically doing it, and, you know, God he bless him character. for it. He is a character oh, he man, loves. He's gonna stick oh, with man. it. More voice actors should character. be like that, I He feel. is
2: the character, in fact. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, he, he, he really sold the character. And originally they wanted... I think somebody like Jack oh, Nicholson yeah. or John Lithgow to play uh eighties oh, and it really wouldn't have worked, I feel. I feel like it really have makes Let's the movie honest. like again, getting back to Sleeping Beauty, like Maleficent, the villain oh, yeah. makes the and, movie. Uh,
2: oh I yeah. I actually, may or may not have an interest in her. Yeah, she, yeah Maleficent. She's kinda she's Maleficent. Kinda high, to be honest.
4: Okay, yeah, just wanted to be sure.
0: Just
2: want to yeah. make sure. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah I'm, I'm still, still on the topic. topic. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just wanted
1: to be sure. <laughs> yeah. After oh,
0: our man. twenty thirty minute detour. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh man. Mm. I yeah. Maleficent is arguably one of my uh, is arguably one of my favorite villains ever since I uh, saw the movie and in other media as well. She's iconic oh, definitely, definitely. and she honestly, definitely
0: is one of those villains who. Really sticks out because she has such a great focus on it. You know, she really you know captivates the audience from her first appearance. Which I mean, you know, na we're saying this now. God forbid how she must have looked in 1959 on the big screen. Oh that heck, yeah. been like a she must have been terrifying. Actually. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh,
1: um, if it wasn't for the uh, live-action movies uh, holding back my opinion a little bit, I would honestly rank her higher. But as is, like both in basic human design, basic dra- in dragon design, and pretty much just overall concept and overall iconic nature, I would put her at a very generous seven that, that, uh, at seven out of ten. Like there are certainly so, better um, dragonesses, yes, there are certainly better villains, but so she's iconic. You're for a ranking damn good
0: for her reason. on the dragoness scale. That's going to be our official uh, ranking thing of the uh, Dragonesses. <laughs> the Dragoness scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, uh, the gun a little like, bit. with the live action <laughs> movies, uh, it definitely is Disney very jealous that they don't own Wicked. That it's basically Disney trying to capture the magic of that musical without realizing what made it work <laughs> out so well. But getting back to uh, my thing, my opinion of her on the uh, Dragonist scale, (laughs) uh, trademark pending. (laughs) I would have to give her maybe an eight out of ten or so because she's Mm -hmm. just so iconic and just so well done. It's like
4: I might honestly, I would be be tempted to give her a
0: ten. I would be tempted to actually give her a ten. If but yeah, the left actually holds her back. But she definitely gets uh, eight out of ten. Oh yeah, there's oh, an yeah. eight y, out of uh, ten later. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> one on the scale. Absolutely. Are we? Are you gonna like
1: make a list with like all the dragonesses uh, and whatnot? I'm ratings? planning on it.
0: I'm planning on it. because <laughs> like
2: I'm I'm really biased with my with my dragonesses, honestly. Yeah.
4: I'm yeah. not as no, yeah, biased yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. but it's like, like d- darker colors honestly. That's she's oh, absolutely yeah. gorgeous as a dragon.
0: No yeah, the the color scheme definitely works. It definitely sticks out. Yeah, it yeah, works. Dark, uh, Very much. Works. And yeah, and purple is
2: just such a good char- a color good color for villains.
1: Oh yeah. No, definitely, uh, definitely. I would, ra- I would honestly rank her higher, but like again, the live-action movies, and also, I don't one hundred percent think uh, no, *Sleeping Beauty* is a perfect it. movie. I don't one hundred percent praise it, but I absolutely think it's a good movie, right. and Maleficent one of the is most very much why, if oh, not, perfect no, definitely,
0: definitely, definitely. So we're all in agreement with her being like, yes. say. An eight out of 10, nine eight out of, of ten. 10 or so, basically. Eight out of 10. There, Eight yeah, out so, of 10 to
1: keep things unbiased.
0: Yeah. Let me just get that document open and mark <laughs> it down here. She's, awesome. she's a very <laughs> official <laughs> oh, dragoness of scale. Yeah. For a very silly yeah. reason,
3: she's an eight so for her, me as well. This is fair. Yeah. Eleanor Audley, the actress for Maleficent, uh, she did a <laughs> great, yeah, uh, great charismatic job as Maleficent. I think she was scarier. Oh, no, Eleanor Audrey,
0: uh, she has such a phenomenal voice. And it really is strange, again, she didn't really do more with Disney. She mostly did television shows like the Beverly Hillbillies or uh, Petticoat Junction or stuff like that, basically. She did not do many more animation. Though, once again, she was Madame Leota in uh, The Haunted Mansion. Oh, that was her.
2: Yeah. There's a reason why I (laughs) love that movie.
1: Hmm. I don't think yeah. I've ever been on the Haunted Mansion it ride. To, to be honest, I might give it a shot, a but I, I don't know when that's going to
2: be. And that's one. And that's um. I really want to go on that ride because I love horror. Mm. Yeah,
1: there are many reasons
2: why yeah, I no, like. know it's definitely more. I've never been to Disney once because you know every Dis- time, every time me and me my family neither. try to go, one of us gets sick. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh, uh, ooh, that's yeah. oh yeah that, that sucks that freaking sucks yeah it's like we oh, get man. tickets to yeah. go you know it's like oh hey we got we got passes to Disney and it's like yeah the next day one of us is sick we got like a cold or something
4: interesting yeah, tangent it's actually
1: on Disneyland or in Disney World like I heard once upon a time on like top 10 odd things to hear about Disney World uh, apparently employees used to Ew. share underwear. I don't know if it still goes on, but they did that. And there was also a place where there, there was also a Disneyland location with oh. a bunch of cats. Like, wow.
0: Yeah, no, I heard about that. I heard about
1: that. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I also really enjoyed uh, getting to talk about the classic uh, films. Because, like, yeah, absolutely. like I said... Oh, no, no,
0: definitely, definitely. And we'll definitely talk a little bit more about the classic films and the change in the animation style uh when we do these sort of yeah yeah yeah
2: absolutely I agree with that
0: so uh yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. that was yeah i'm uh excited honestly
0: yeah I'm really excited so, me too me too. It's really been a lot of fun to talk about this so yeah. that's it I think if no one has anything else to add um, that will be oh, yeah. it for the first episode of the Fiery Discourse podcast if you have any questions or if you want to discuss if pink or blue is better you can always email us at fierydiscourse at outlook.com and next episode we are going to be talking about Don Blute's 1999 direct-to-video film Bartok oh, Magnificent
1: heck yeah baby Oh man! I yep, uh, the thing. Another interesting great. thing is uh, that is
0: uh, <laughs> what it'll
1: look like when it's edited. Like because, like I don't know if any of you have heard of Distractable, but like, man, the editing is very amazing. I'm interested in seeing uh, what uh, what's done to this so it can oh, make it like stand out. You know,
0: I'll definitely
1: <laughs> look it up, yo. Yep.
0: Otherwise, well, that's fine. my
1: two bits. This was really fun
0: right yeah no i definitely had a lot of fun with this and i definitely will see you guys later Later. you guys uh next time for the podcast which will be um in the next two weeks until yeah thank you guys so much for coming
4: yep peace out y'all
0: yep until then take care
4: yep end recording